Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! It may be because he's Swiss, I don't know, in terms of European style. I can take you to Suplex City tonight, bitch. Can you say the alphabet backwards? Walk and whip your ass backwards. You're not funny and nobody likes you. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio, our premiere episode in 2016 for January 6th. I'm Graham GSM Matthews, and what a year it's been already. It's only six days into the new year, and we've got rumors of AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows possibly coming to WWE. A very good Raw on Monday night, TNA on Pop TV, which I will not have a chance to talk about today, but still, check out my full review of it on nextairwrestling.net if you want to check out my thoughts on the premiere show on Pop TV, We have all that stuff going on. The Royal Rumble will be for the WWE World WWE Championship for the first time in 24 years. So much going on right now in the world of wrestling. So I enlisted the one, the only, at RJ underscore Marceau, my regular host right here on WrestleRant Radio to break down the electric wild week in wrestling that it has been already. And it's going to be a fun time. I look forward to talking to him about everything Raw, WWE, Royal Rumble, AJ Styles. It's a great loaded show here today on WrestleRant Radio. With the only plug I will make, got a few for, a new few articles up for you guys on Bleach Report, Hidden Remote, What Culture, all this week, my first few articles of the new year. But more importantly, stay tuned to HiddenRemote.com for my exclusive interview with WWE superstar Ryback. One of my personal favorites got the chance to talk to him on Monday to promote SmackDown and moving to USA Network on Thursday night, which RJ and I do talk about here on the show today. So that article should be up on Thursday. If you listen to this on Wednesday, if you're listening to this um, later on in the week, it should be up by that point. So be sure to check it out. Um, and until then, enjoy WrestleRant Radio and my conversation with RJ. RJ, what's up, brother? That's what's going on, Graham. I got one thing to say. Get ready to fly. Scary. <laughs> Huge week already in the world of wrestling, kicking off on Monday with a great raw. But before, long before we even get into that, we got to get into the reports right now. AJ Styles might be coming to the WWE. What's your reaction? I was over. Well, I woke up yesterday and looked on Twitter and saw that the Bullet Club turned on AJ Styles and uh, Cam Nakamura, Anderson, and uh, Gallows, and were rumored to come to the WWE. I was very excited. <laughs> um, and as many people know, I'm not a huge TNA guy, but when I did start watching TNA, the re- only reason I really watched is C.A.J. Style, so if he is coming to WWE, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. It looks like it. It looks like it just because based off the initial reports on Monday, everyone was talking about it. And then, as you said later on that, or the next day, the following morning, the Bullet Club turned on AJ Styles. The other guys, I think Nakamura, Gallows, and Anderson, I think are staying, or at least uh, maybe Nakamura and Gallows, or I don't know, two of the four. Nakamura and Anderson still have dates. That's what it is, yeah. I think they still have dates and their contracts don't expire just yet. But I think what essentially confirmed it, that and that Styles was pulled from all Ring of Honor dates in the next like month or two. And then 
throw the, the cherry on top of the cake, the report on WWE.com. They never report about this kind of shit. They didn't talk about it with Samoa Joe, James Storm, or anybody. You know, not even... Oh, I mean, when Owens and Balor and uh, Tommy were signed, they reported it, but that wasn't like... Nothing comes close to AJ Styles finally coming to WWE. So when that happened, yeah. I got ready to fly through a fucking window when I read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm they showed uh, they had another report of like him when he first debuted at WWE when he was kind of like an enhancement talent. Yeah, and, like a video of AJ Styles. They had that today. So. Yeah, they they put uh, something out on Twitter last night. That whole report about breaking news: Are they coming to WWE? And then like an hour or two later, WWE also tweeted out like, "Do you remember AJ Styles when he was here on Jacked in like 2000 or something like that?" I was like, "Oh god, They're, they they have to have signed him. Otherwise, if they hadn't, yeah, exactly. It's the biggest troll." <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. That'd be the greatest troll in the history of trolls, but I'm hoping it's not because when it gets to number 30 at the Royal Rumble, oh and I hear get ready to fly and Orlando loses their shit, I'm going to get ready to jump through all five of your windows. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Oh, if that happens, I'm going to die. And the best part about it is that it's realistic, too, because like you said, yep. two of the four are still with New Japan for a little bit. Um, the other one, I think Gallows and Anderson are probably going to be brought in as a tag team. Otherwise, I don't know why you would bring one in and not the other. And especially given the fact that Gallows was here before, of course. He was here as Festus. Yep. He was here as Luke Gallows, as Doc Gallows, whatever, back years ago. Imposter Kane. What? <laughs> Imposter Kane. <laughs> Imposter Kane. Good times. A lot of great gimmicks that guy had when he was with WWE. So I'm hoping they use him right. And the best part about it, too, I forgot to mention, in that report... They talked about the Bullet Club. They talked about New Japan. They were using like the Bullet Club hashtag on Twitter, which is like completely unlike WWE. Essentially, if it's not TNA, anything is free game. Like TNA is completely non-existent, but everything else is just game for WWE. So they, yeah. can, you know, like you mentioned, um, well, bring up what you talked about yesterday when I was texting you back and forth about Styles coming to WWE and what you suggested about Balor and Styles. Well, I think I don't know when they're gonna call. Ballard, but like I said, I, I saw a couple people talking about it on Twitter, but like, have him come in the Rumble, eliminate Balor, and kind of do the narrative of them and the Bullet Club. Because like I said, they do mention the Bullet Club, so have the narrative how he just felt kicked out Sin Balor in the Bullet Club, and Balor came to NXT and had success, so maybe that style that kicked out the Bullet Club, now he wants to come to WWE and have the same success Balor had. It makes wow. sense. I mean, if they call up Balor in the Rumble, which there's a good chance they might, considering the Rumble is in Florida, NXT territory, there's a very good chance he can get called. I mean, if only for one night. I mean, I know he's still the NXT champion, but that didn't stop. They called up Rollins when he was champion, Big E, Kevin Owens. I mean, it's not the first time, and it probably won't be the last. So I wouldn't be shocked if they called him up, and um, you get styled shortly there afterwards. I mean, they called it an invasion on the website, so I don't know if they'll be brought in together. I feel like they, they should be just brought in... Um, either together as a group with Balor or feuding with Balor, like a Balor Styles match at WrestleMania. Like, don't even get me started. Like, take my money right now. I'll take Styles versus the whole social outcast group that we got debuted on Monday's Raw. As long as I mean Styles at WrestleMania, you can take, I'll buy every seat in the 100,000 seat stadium in Arlington just to see AJ in WWE. <laughs> The best part is, is that if we go to SmackDown in March and he's there, holy shit, he better be on SmackDown. I mean, they're, they're really stacking SmackDown this week. We'll talk about that in a little while, but uh, two title matches tomorrow. They had TNA and Pop last night. AJ going to WWE, very good Raw on Monday, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but it's insane. I was telling John on Monday that 
John Cena, who was absent from Monday's Raw for whatever reason, which was a great refreshing change of pace. So you have age, uh, John Cena in the Royal Rumble, which is pretty much confirmed at this point. I mean, it hasn't yet to be confirmed, but it's pretty much looking like he will be if they have Lesnar's going to be in there and Jericho and everyone else and Roman Reigns. So you have John Cena in the middle of the ring. He takes out everybody. And then you hear, ooh, ha, ooh, ha. And Samoa Joe comes down, takes out John Cena and their history from like the Indies from like fun, you know, 10 fucking years ago. And then Samoa Joe wipes out Cena. Number 30, get ready to fly. AJ Styles comes down. Oh, I got that TNA history right there. Two of the biggest stars in TNA history. It's amazing if we got something like that at the Rumble. Yeah, I was also thinking maybe they could do a narrative between Cena and Styles. Like, Cena, but like they both came around the same time. Like, they got like their popularity around the same time. And Styles to be like, the guy was one of the highest stars in the company, but like, WWE never saw me as anything. So I'm coming to take what's mine, like him and Cena. Mm-hmm. They both are like the two biggest figures in their companies for like the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, I, don't know they, I don't know if they acknowledge his success in TNA, but you know, independent scene, they can just throw that in there. Right? <laughs> some, is... some ROH film in there and some, uh, <laughs> prepare for wrestling, that's all they need. He's been the face of the independent scene for 15 years. A lot like James Storm. Who retur- he, James Storm actually returned to the independent scene last night <laughs> on, uh, on Pop TV. And uh, what he's been—he's with Beer Money though, so I'm not completely pissed. I would have rather seen him in NXT, but it's all right if Beer Money's back. That was like the one good thing I wanted to see from Storm in, in TNA. Other than that, he should be in NXT, but or in, in TNA rather for um, being back but, there. But it's also, also nice that they said that the Styles probably go right to WWE since the age. That's incredible. I could have sworn. He's 39 years old, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's getting out there. He doesn't have that much time left. And he's not going to be. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he's still at the peak of his career. He's still wrestling like amazing matches over in Japan. He's a draw. That's why. He's a fucking draw. Exactly. And the guy's still. He's still in great shape, but I mean, he's not going to be that way forever. I think he's just had back surgery. I don't know how great of shape he is in, but he was in like the. uh, one of the Japan pay-per-views, like uh, the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom show on Sunday. So he wrestled at the show. He's he, he can go. It's not like he's currently injured. So he can be in the Rumble match if they want him to. And it's a possibility. I'd die. I would fucking die. And we're getting back to campus that day, too. So I'm going to get ready to jump through all five windows. I'll save a couple for Joe if he comes up. Maybe a few more for Balor. Got to save that at least five for AJ Styles. I'm here to get ready to fly at the arena. <laughs> Yeah, because I read your article, which will be up on next air, hopefully by the time this goes up on the website. Um, but you did pitch Styles Cena, face of the Indies, quote unquote, for uh, for 10, 15 years, versus the face of the WWE for the last 10 years. Styles Cena for the World Championship at WrestleMania. You think that would be a great main event for that show? I think it'd be an amazing main event. I think putting Styles with the authority at first would be good, and then maybe when those other guys come in. They can kind of go anti-authority at the ball club, yep, or whatever the hell they want to call them. But I think like he could use, he could kind of like use the authority to get over, get the success, and kind of like have them coming in and turn on the authority, and hopefully eventually get rid of it. Oh, I died! I died when you texted me yesterday. I think I saw your tweet first, but you said you have him join the authority first as a new authority guy, and you get Styles Rollins at SummerSlam in the Barclays Center upon Rollins' return. Oh, I'm already looking at my tickets for uh, for Barclays Center and for Takeover and for Raw. I'm already I'm already booked. We're already booked for those three dates. Next six dates. Sorry for the next for the next two years. Now AJ yep, Styles better be in both shows. What was that? 
Exactly, Super SmackDown 2, so that's going to be sick, and SmackDown's moving to USA on Thursday. So, taking a break from the AJ Styles talk, we'll probably go back to it in a little bit. SmackDown coming to USA on Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about the show? I know there's one thing in particular, but do you hope, or do you think, they're finally going to take down SmackDown seriously now on the USA Network? Hopefully, just keep it, keep it now, like Rob, like, focus more on the wrestling and make it mean something. Yeah. Um... I feel like it's pretty much like a raw replay every week, and like they really don't. Oh, it also doesn't help with the live events too, because like sometimes people are on raw because there are live events somewhere else, or oh, they kind of like don't like continue the story or narrative on SmackDown to Raw. It's like maybe happen on Raw, but then you won't get to the next Raw, like or like they won't focus like like when Stardust used to be with like Ascension, they'd only be with them on SmackDown, they wouldn't be with them on Raw, which made no sense. But yeah. I think they should just focus more on the wrestling and like title changes on the smack and make them more meaningful too. We were talking about that last night. Uh, like you said, I think it was like Del Rio got a title. Last time a title change was like three years ago. So like, what's the point of toning the SmackDown for a championship match and no one's gonna ever win a title? Like, doesn't make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably do one if they're not gonna do one Thursday. I don't read the spoilers. I mean, if they're not gonna do it Thursday, I don't expect they do. Then they could always do one. I, I, I imagine they'll probably do one at some point in the near future to make people think, oh shit, you know, something finally notable can happen on SmackDown. Because like you said, the final, the last title change happened three years ago with the world title, just by chance. Um, but since then, the, the show is pretty much, almost basically for the last three years, the show's been throwaway. I mean, it, it's had some good matches and some good wrestling, but nothing ever really gets furthered on that show. And like you said, if people don't think there's a chance of a title changing hands, they're not going to tune in. Um, so I, I, hopefully they do one in the near future. Like they did one with, um, what was that show? Oh, main event. When they first started that show, they had Kofi Kingston win the like fucking IC title in like the second episode. And then it went to shit like a month later, but at least they, they tried. So, um, maybe they could do that with one of the titles tomorrow or in the near future with the rumble right around the corner. So yeah, I'm hoping SmackDown finally starts to mean something again. If, if only just because we'll be there probably in, in the next couple months. And I want them to stack that show as much as possible. And it's like, I think it's the, uh, it's not the last SmackDown before WrestleMania, but it's like the second to last SmackDown. Because the last SmackDown before Mania is all video packages anyway. So that's nothing really yeah. to get tickets to. So it's probably like the last official full episode of SmackDown. So that could be good. Um, yeah. But it's, it's going to be nice. I mean, going back to Styles for a second too. If he shows up in the Rumble along with Jericho, Lesnar, for the championship now, after all the announcements that we saw on Monday's Raw, which we'll get to in a minute, what are you? What are your current plans for WrestleMania? How did, how did that announcement from Raw about the Royal Rumble match now being for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship change your predicted plans for WrestleMania 32? It's literally the plans based on who wins. Like I said, I think this is probably one of the years that's not as predictable. Like I said, going in the last year, we knew, like, we knew Patista was going to win. We knew Roman Reigns going to win. Um, I think this year before the announcement, I thought it was kind of like Lesnar, maybe Cena. Um, you said Triple H. Um, there wasn't really that many people you really thought could win it. Maybe Owens, but you're like now that's the title. They could go any direction now. They could go with Lesnar, Cena, uh, Roman Reigns could retain. They could have Ambrose win. They could have Owens win. They could have Styles win if he's in there. They could have they mm-hmm. could have an NXT guy win if they really wanted to. They could do Keith Slater could win it with a bag of losers. <laughs> yeah. Like now that like uh, it's like a direction that you don't know where they're going with. So like 
makes it more unpredictable. And I think that's like the purpose of trying to get more buys and more intrigues for the product. And maybe like Undertaker might be in it, so maybe he has a chance to win. Like it's kind of like a year that has all the stat, like not stat, but like instead of wasting a couple guys in a title match that they're probably not going to win, they'll just throw them all in the rumble. So it makes it more like star-studded and like meaningful. When's the last time Lesnar, Undertaker, Cena, Roman Reigns, and all of them all in a Exactly. The only time I can think of. I was just about to say 2003, which was a great Royal Rumble. I know you love that Rumble. I watched it last week. It's a very good Royal Rumble. A lot of great stories, a lot of great action. It's a great Rumble, so check it out on the network. But uh, it would be fucking stacked. Lesnar, Taker, Cena, Jericho at even two, Styles if he debuts, maybe an NXT guy, definitely an NXT guy. There has to be an NXT guy. A few surprises here and there. Um, so it, it would be pretty nice. I'm looking forward to it. And the fact that it's for the championship alone, I don't care if it's if the whole Rumble makes up of just fucking losers, you know, like the, the Heath Slaters of the world. If every guy in the Rumble was a Heath Slater and it was for the championship, I would still be excited because it's something we haven't seen in over two decades, so it's something new, it's something fresh, I've already seen people complain online, oh, Reigns is gonna win, I mean, even if he does win, for one thing, it, it's not too predictable, it's less predictable than last year, for one thing, and two, he's not getting a shot at himself at WrestleMania, he's already the champion as it is, his reign would just continue, and three, he's already, he's from fucking Florida, so he's not gonna get booed out of the building, he's getting more over, he's a lot more over now than he was a year ago, when people were kind of on the fence about him, He's already, uh, he's not like super over or anything like that, but he's gradually getting over week by week if Raw was any indication. So they're not going to boo him out of the building <clears throat> in Orlando or wherever they are in, for the Royal Rumble. So I, I feel like even if he won, if that's the worst case scenario, quote unquote, then I'd be fine with that. Best case scenario would be like AJ Styles winning in his, in his debut for WWE would be, oh, getting chills just thinking about it right now. Styles. What? Yeah, Styles would say, I think the worst case would be like Triple H. Triple H, H too, yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've He's seen people talk about it. Why does he need to win the title again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only issue with that, uh, of course, is because he's uh, not the only issue, but he's a part-timer. He doesn't need to be champion. So I'm not, I don't really see the point in having him be champion going into WrestleMania. And you know, he might wrestle on Raw. I mean, he's more available than a Taker or a Rock or a Lesnar. Um, but just, uh, I mean, again, it's something we haven't seen in five, six years, so I wouldn't shit all over it, but it's... That would probably be worst case scenario. I know they're setting up Triple H and Reigns for WrestleMania, but it does. I mean, we've talked about this before. I feel like it doesn't need to be for the championship because if that happened, if that happened to WrestleMania, then you know for a fact that Triple H would lose that belt to Reigns at WrestleMania. It would be like fucking Cena and Rock all over again from three years ago when Rock won the belt at the Rumble, and you knew he was going to lose at a WrestleMania. I mean, there was some <laughs> doubt that that he was gonna hey, that he was gonna win. Oh my god, that match was the drizzling shits at WrestleMania 29. Oh my god, I hated that match. But uh, it would be so predictable. I mean, again, worst case scenario, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't be as mad if it as you know as when Roman Reigns won it or Batista or Cena a couple years ago. It would be the first time I'd be happy with a Rumble winner in, in at least five or six years, if not longer than that. So, uh, you know, still, I mean, it, it's insane. Triple H and Reigns at Mania, I feel like, needs to be... It's a grudge match. You do not need the title for that match. Cena Styles could happen on its own, but having the title on the line would be <clears throat> would just be amazing. And I feel like it'd be perfect with the narrative that you told with... um. 
Styles being the face of the independent scene for 15 years, and then John Cena being the guy in WWE. It makes perfect sense. Like, I think of 92 when Ric Flair entered the Rumble from, like, number three, and then he won the championship. And that was not his first match in WWE, but one of his first matches, and, um, you know, and he won the championship. And, like, when his fourth or fifth match in the WWE. So, you know, Styles could always do the same thing. And you got him and Savage at WrestleMania. It could be Styles and Cena at WrestleMania 32. And like you said, people will buy that. Like, people will complain about the product. It's stale. It's boring. You don't have enough fresh faces, whatever. But when you have as much buzz, I've never seen this much this much buzz around a signing ever. Like, not even Balor or Tommy or even Owens, which was great. But this has been in the works for... 10 years now it's it's insane how people how, you know how long people have waited for this it's like the new sting of wwe like people never thought they would see sting in wwe it happened aj styles for me kind of took over that spot as the greatest wrestler to never be in wwe under a full-time contract and only had a match on like 2001 but other than that he's never been a main roster performer and i said like a week ago like one of the things i want to see happen this year would be aj styles in wwe and it's looking like it might happen so the best part about it is that he might be coming before the other guys. The other guys, if they go to NXT, that's fine. Nakamura, like you said, I think um, he's got some dates to wrap up first. But as you mentioned, it looks like the contracts that landed with WWE, are, they have yet to sign them, but it looks like they're bringing them in for the main roster. For NXT, it would be great. I mean, I know it's developmental, but it's the hottest thing going in wrestling. So it's not a slap in the face to be down in NXT. Um, but as far as AJ Styles is concerned... I mean, the guy belongs in the main roster. And like you said, he's 39 years old, so you can get a lot of great matches out of him from Cena to Rollins to Owens to fucking Adam Rose for all I care. I don't care if he's on Superstars facing Adam Rose as CJ Miles. I just need to see him in WWE. Need to see it happen. I'm looking forward to it. Um, But as far as Raw goes on Monday, we had the opening segment. That was whatever. Kevin Owens and Neville had a really good match. Owens in the end rebounded from the loss from last week, beat Neville, got attacked by Ambrose after the match to build to their IC title match tomorrow on SmackDown. So what were your thoughts um, on Owens versus Neville from Raw? Well, it's better than their 15-second match from, like, last week, so <laughs> yeah. can't say much about that, but um, that was a good match. We said they played a good narrative with Neville. He had powerbomb Neville on the apron, and then Ambrose attacked him and kind of, like, got the feud going for their match on uh, SmackDown, but... Exactly. Owens got his win back. That was fine. It was a really good match. He had a great showing here. It seems like, I mean, I know the Slammy Award that he won a couple weeks ago was not rigged, and it was all fan voting. So people, the Babyface fans, voted for it. Whatever kids have the app. So they voted for that. Then he beat Owens last week. He's been getting a lot more spotlight. Do you feel like 2016, they're going to finally turn around? Uh, Neville's push and finally give him something notable to do, or do you think his you know his days as like a, a lower mid card guy will continue going into the new year? Yeah. I think I think I can see him winning maybe like the ICR United States Championship, but that's a stretch at that. I think honestly, I think he's just there for the flippy dippies and look good. And I don't know, I don't think like he hasn't really had a real feud yet, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. They kind of been teasing all the mid, but. On TV, they really have a mic. After that one time, had had Miz came out and like like the cameo after backstage, they really haven't kind of progressed that feud. So um, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I think so. I think he's just more of a spot monkey than anything else. 
That's a great point. I completely forgot about that for you. They've been building it up since, like, Survivor Series. <laughs> Miz eliminated from the Survivor Series tag team match in the pre-show, and they built it up a couple times. Like you said, they did the cameo in the or at ringside, then they did the backstage segment, and that was it. I thought it was good. Like, oh, finally, they're giving both these guys something to do, and, you know, based off what you said, they had a really good match at the live event a couple weeks ago, yeah? Yeah, they had a good match, and uh, they opened that uh, the live event. It was really good. Yeah, it, it, they seem like they would have good chemistry on paper, so I, I completely forgot about that feud until you mentioned it because they, they haven't interacted in like three weeks. I don't know what they're doing. So uh, it, it, I, at this point, everyone's going to be in the Rumble. They don't really have feuds, so to speak, but it'd be nice if a little you know continuity here would make sense of all the other stuff they did with this program as opposed to just throwing it by the wayside. But uh, yeah, it was a good match. Hopefully... You know, Owens and Owens and uh, Ambrose have a better match at uh, on SmackDown tomorrow for the IC Championship, and I don't know if they'll do a rematch at the pay-per-view. I'm not really sure. I guess we'll see, but um, it was a nice way of furthering that mid-card feud. And the first feud in a long time over the Intercontinental Championship that I actually care about. They have two guys that you can invest in, in Ambrose and in Owens, and uh, the first time since God knows when that they're doing something with the title. I mean, it's not the most prestigious belt in the world yet, but... At least they're at least they're finally doing something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we move forward from there for uh, Titus O'Neil versus Stardust in like a four-minute match. I missed this match. I went back and watched it, but it was pretty much nothing. I mean, O'Neil won clean, and that was it. I mean, these two have had a feud for the last month or two, maybe. But uh, it was supposed to be Cesaro before he got hurt, and O'Neil took his place. It was a fine match. I don't think people really cared because it was like maybe they thought it was they walked in on the superstars taping. I'm not really sure because it was only like two minutes and it featured two people that no one cares about. Um, I, I like O'Neal. I like Stardust. It's just they really haven't done much with this feud. It was just kind of there. They didn't do a backstage segment. They didn't follow it up with anything. It was just there. So kind of weird. Any thoughts on this match? Like you said, I don't think the crowd really knew what was going on. I thought it was another episode of me and Matt, but... Um... <laughs> I guess, I don't know, it wasn't a good match really, and like I said, it only four minutes, it didn't really, like, it was just a nice, easy fast forward when that match came on, that's all yeah, I know. Exactly, save myself five minutes of Raw when I, uh, when I fast forward that with my thumb, just press on down in that fast forward key, <laughs> save myself five minutes. So, we, I was able to use that five minutes for the next match, the women's match between Becky Lynch and Charlotte, very good match, probably one of the better main roster matches I've seen in a while, I mean, Sasha and Becky had a pretty good match last week in Brooklyn, and I thought this match was even better. A lot of great storytelling here. In the end, Charlotte tried to cheat again. I loved how they kind of teased that same spot they did a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago when Charlotte first turned, you know, heel, quote-unquote heel, whatever. Um, and Becky Lynch reversed it. She rolled her up for the win. Becky Lynch picks up the win, and Charlotte attacks her afterwards, cementing her as the heel. Finally, hopefully they don't go back on that and they start teasing their best friends like they did with Paige. Hopefully they stick to this and they... Give us this feud um, over the Davis Championship with Charlotte as the heel. Lynch is the babyface. She got a nice reaction when she won. She got um, a, a very good pop from the audience. So they're finally starting to see her as the face of the division. And Charlotte, I feel like her act with Rick is is great. I'm not a huge Charlotte fan, but her and Ric Flair had a lot of good... I mean, obviously they have good chemistry. They're father and daughter. But I mean, with Rick as the heel manager, um, there's definitely potential there. So I think it's the best route for her to take right now. Because her as a babyface was not working. The whole woo shit and let's do it with flair was, was nauseating. So I'm glad they're moving away from that and they're doing Charlotte as the heel, Becky Lynch as the babyface. So what were your thoughts on this match and what do you think it means for the Divas division on the whole? Well, it's great to see Becky Lynch win. Wow, I was so excited when 
She was there. I don't think she was even at the show. Oh my god. Which is weird because she wasn't at the live event that you were at either, right? No, it was Becky, Paige, and Charlotte, the one I went to. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why they would have, why she would have been gone. But, uh, like I said, I don't know. I, mean, I think they just keep Becky at the face and have her and Sasha go after Charlotte. Um, they need to find another face too because Blue Light's only Becky right now. So I think maybe if they split Sasha away from. Bad, which is very needed that would happen, but yep. not trying to you know, turning anyone else that people would really care about, like Brie Bell for the twentieth time turning face, like no one would care. Yeah. Or Alicia Fox. <laughs> Especially not Alicia Fox. I'll take Brie Bella any day of the week. I'll take Brie Mode over Alicia Fox any day of the week. But uh yeah, I mean that's probably what they gotta do. I mean, I would I was thinking they were gonna do a triple threat of the rumble um with Sasha involved because she wins. She hasn't lost a singles match yet since she came to the main roster six months ago, which is amazing considering this company and their way to drop the ball on people. She hasn't lost a one-on-one match yet. She has yet to be pinned or submitted, but she's never on TV. She comes in, she wins, then she leaves. She never shows up. She's like not in any backstage segments. I mean, they do some silly stuff with Team Bad backstage, like some New Day-like stuff, which is all right, but... um. You know, her place is in the title is in the Divas title picture, and a triple threat makes the most sense. I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, maybe we could do a number one contenders match or something. I don't know how they really get to that point to give Becky a rematch, maybe if Charlotte cheated, as you mentioned. But other than that, I don't know really how they get to that point. Um, but Sasha did beat Becky, so maybe she could say, well, I beat the number one contender, so therefore I deserve a shot. I don't really know. So um, I'm hoping... Or maybe they could do, like, another match, like, ban Rick Flair from ringside, because... No, that would make the most sense. That that would be great. I mean, that she he's been involved. He's been interfering in every one of her matches and every one of her title defenses. So it would make the most sense to ban him from ringside come the Rumble. Um, maybe that's where you do the old switcheroo and you put the belt on Becky. Unless their plan is to do Charlotte and Sasha at WrestleMania or. I've heard rumblings of Sasha, or rather Charlotte versus Bailey, but I don't know how realistic that is if Bailey's going to be down in NXT. For what I assume, I feel like she'll be down there for the next couple of months, just because. She'll be in Dallas, what was that? She'll be in Dallas. That's like the pay room for us, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she'll probably be a part of that takeover the the week before WrestleMania. I mean, my my prediction is that she gets called up the night after WrestleMania, but until then, I don't think she'll get called up. But um, I, I think it might be too soon to do Charlotte and Bailey at WrestleMania anyway. 
So if they could just do Charlotte and Banks or Charlotte Banks and Becky, I don't know if they could drag that feud up for that long. Um, but it's they have the talent. I mean, the division's better now than it's been in years. I was telling John the other day, I was watching, you saw the, uh, you, did you just watch the 2012 Rumble match or the whole pay-per-view? I just watched the match. I'm not going to watch all the pay-per-view. I was <laughs> it was hot. It was hot, steamy poop pay per view. The Rumble match was not good. That's what I was gonna say earlier all about the Rumble match. All fucking losers. Like that's the complete opposite from this year's Rumble, where we have so much star power, and then this year we that that year rather four years ago in 2012, all fucking losers. Like the whole roster of WWE superstars came out. And then they bring out Orton and Jericho at like 28 and 29 until they finally start getting the big names, and then. Big Show came out at 30. Despite being in a world title match early on in the night, he still showed up for the Rumble match anyway. I almost puked in my mouth. But uh, thankfully, that's not the case this year. And uh, yeah, they could always do something with the Divas. What I was going to say was that the women's match or that pay-per-view, it was fucking, I think it was like Beth Phoenix and Natalia, the Bella Twins maybe versus Kelly Kelly yep, Eve. Eve. Yeah, I saw, I saw like that match like skipped through. Like Kelly Kelly... Uh, I think it was Alicia I Fox. Know. I think it was Kelly Kelly Eve Probably. Fox and somebody else. I don't know. Everyone in that match was like basically gone from the company at this point. With Natalia with being the sole exception, and you would think that she is gone from the company. She hasn't been on TV in like a century. But uh, the match, the point I was trying to make was that the match sucked. Like they had the matches that we had in 2012 from the women's division were awful. Like they didn't even get TV time sometimes. So I mean, what we're getting now, despite you know we're nitpicking it and whatever. And they have their issues with character development, but what we're getting now, specifically what we got on Monday, is light years better than what we were getting two, three years ago, two, three, four years yeah, ago. You know, when we're getting meaningless matches. Like, that shit was even worse than the bras and panties matches. At least that was entertaining, you know? That middle of the road shit, <laughs> that middle of the road shit with like two minute, eight women tag team matches that we would get every week, every week on Raw was awful. At least back then with the bras and panties matches, which weren't amazing, they were entertaining, but at least they had stories. You know, even the Tory Wilson and Don Marie shit, like that was terrible with, with Al Wilson dying and <laughs> all that other garbage. Al Wilson died in the hotel room on a honeymoon. Oh my God. The greatest story ever. <laughs> at least they had a story. The matches were, oh my God, I was watching the 03 Rumble. It's an amazing pay-per-view. But that match was worse than Triple H and Scott Steiner. It was terrible. But uh, still, at least they had a story. And that was what they did not have in, in 2012, 2013. So I'm glad they're finally getting around to that again um, with the Divas division in 2016. So we move forward from there. Speaking of hot, steamy poop, we had uh, Big Show versus Ryback up next. I was like, oh, again, this oh match again. Gosh. It was bad enough we got it last week in Raw. Then I was like, oh, we're, why, why are you doing it again? Why do we need to have this match again? On the first Raw of 2016, everything was going so well. But thankfully, they ended it maybe two, three minutes in. It was over when the Wyatt family interrupted. They attacked Ryback. They laid out Big Show, I think. And uh, that was about it. So I'm glad. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, great, Big Show's turning faces again. And he might be. I'm not, I'm not jumping the gun here. But to me, it doesn't look like they're feeding with Ryback or Big Show or anybody. Um, they were just building towards the Rumble. Ensuring they have the numbers in, you know, they they have the numbers advantage. They got four people in the Rumble this year, a lot like League of Nations and the Social Outcasts. If you add all those people together, that's like twelve people. The thirty men in the Rumble, they're gonna have like the numbers game going for them in the Rumble, which is pretty incredible. But uh, the match was all right. I mean, it, it was over before it really started. Thankfully, Wyatt family attacked, 
get some hype in there for the Rumble, and that's really like kind of the saving grace of this whole thing because the match was kind of throwaway. So what were your thoughts on it? Exactly. I mean, I, I think. I feel like that could also like lead to a demise. Like, everyone, if they get in the rumble together, then everyone's going to just turn on them because like you're attacking everybody. Yeah, I could see that happening. Do you think? Oh, now that you said that, I'm getting this sickening feeling in my stomach that Braun Strowman will toss wide over the top rope. Oh, please no. <laughs> Strowman I mean, wide at WrestleMania. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's awful. Oh my god. I was I was tweeting somebody last night. They were saying like, "Oh, maybe you bring them in together, the Bullet Club, maybe you put Balor Styles, Gallows and uh Anderson together." And then they were saying maybe versus them versus League of Nations. And I'm like, "Ah, why not Wyatt family? That would be a kick-ass match. Styles and Wyatt would be amazing." That'd be great. But uh I, I saw someone tweet, it might have been Solomon, sir. I, I saw someone tweeted on Monday that the you know the Wyatt family got the numbers game in there and they had that in their corner going into the Rumble they had that working to their advantage going into that matchup. Do you think it might lead to them teaming up and getting rid of Lesnar and kind of being that the feud for uh, for WrestleMania? Lesnar maybe comes back in the match, wipes out all of them, like kills Bray Wyatt, and we get that match at WrestleMania. <laughs> maybe like I said, it'd be hard for them to all like. So I think if anything, if they did toss him, he'd just go back and toss them all out. But, um, yeah, yeah. I never understood that narrative either. If someone's out, if they throw, some, if they throw them someone out, then why should that person... Uh, I, it happens all the time. If someone gets thrown out, and then they go in the ring and toss someone out, why the hell should that person just... So why would that person be out if the other person that threw them out was already out? Now, I've never understood that. It happened, um, I just watched 2013 on last night, boat out. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's like it's basically saying that any fan can run in the ring, and if they clothesline John Cena over the top rope like that's possible anyway, then he would be out. You know, like what if Roman Reigns? People that are out can go in and throw people. People are out can just go back in the match and throw people out, and then they're still out. It makes no sense at all. The rules of the match should be, yeah, that an official entrant in the match that is, you know, officially in the Rumble, that is in the match already, not as, you know, yet to join in or was already in, should be eligible to throw you out. Not someone that was eliminated or some, you know, fucking authority figure or something like that, which we've seen before. I remember Miz was like in the 2012 or 2011 Rumble and he ran in or maybe it was Riley or something happened like that. He tossed Cena out of the Rumble. Um, So... They've done it before, and I mean, I don't know. They, they, I, 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 it makes no sense. They handled it to Shawn Michaels. Yep. Uh, Shawn Michaels did the Jericho. Yep. Um, well, Brock Lesnar interfered. He didn't actually throw him out, but kind of lead to Goldberg getting out of 2004. Yeah. Um, it happens all the time. It's just it's stupid. Yeah, it's one of those things you just got to turn your brain off, you know? It's <laughs> so dumb, but yeah, but um, I, like I said, I don't know what they're going to do with the Wyatt, because 
like I said, I feel like everyone else kind of has kind of a, kind of a clue what everyone else is going to be doing. It's kind of like on the wayside, so maybe like throwing like a ten man ladder match like two championships. Like I have no idea. <laughs> I could see I that happening. I can't see him fighting one on one against anyone because I feel like everyone else already has like a dancing partner. Yeah. And, like, no one. Yeah, I was looking at your list of matches for WrestleMania. Wyatt wasn't on there, was he? No, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anyone's form. Because, like I said, everyone else that I could think of is already seen the list. Like Cena, Ambrose, Reigns, um, let's face it, he's here with Jericho. Taker. Taker, yeah, exactly. The only one I could think that was on there was Lesnar. That was the only one I ever here with. And I mean, we talked about this before. I just feel like if that happened at WrestleMania, the guy's a loser again for the third year in a row. I mean, even if they called up Balor and they did that match at WrestleMania, it'd be a great match. But the guy's a loser. And I'd rather have Finn Balor win than Bray Wyatt because at this point, Balor's Wyatt's more damaged goods than than Balor's at this point. He's got his whole career ahead of him, and Wyatt they've already yeah. they fucked him well, up. I so can't win the big one. So yeah. It sucks. Um, I'm hoping, like I said earlier, I mean, as long as... It, it doesn't matter if they put him up against the fucking... If it's Wyatt Family versus Social Outcasts at the at WrestleMania 32, and as long as he wins, I don't care. As long as he wins. And I don't care if he's in the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and all the Wyatt Family toss, their, you know, toss everybody out then walk out themselves to give Wyatt the victory. You know what? As long as, long as he wins at WrestleMania, I don't care who he faces... Um, that's that's what it's come down to because the guy's a loser at this point. It's where feuds go to die, and he always comes out on the on the losing end. So unless you're facing wow. like veterans like Jericho or the Dudley Boys, he's almost always going to lose. So <laughs> I'm 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 anxious to see what they have in store for him come the Rumble because I feel like they will kick off his WrestleMania feud if they have any if they have any plans for him at all. Um, so that was that. We had Del Rio and Rusev taking on the Usos. A good match again, just kind of. Build for the Rumble. I assume all four of these guys will be in the Rumble. Nothing new with uh, Del Rio. I thought Cena would come down surely, but he didn't. He wasn't even on the show. So I don't know what's next for Del Rio as U.S. champion. He sure as hell won't be defending that belt at WrestleMania um, if it's one-on-one. If they're not going to give Wyatt a match one-on-one, which I don't think they will, they probably won't give Del Rio a match either. So I, I don't know what's next for him in terms of uh, defending that U.S. title. But him and Rusev had a good match with the Usos. They won. So decent stuff there. Any thoughts on this match? You said, uh, that was a good match. Um, I still feel like Ursula lose again, but, uh, I need to build the League of Nations look somewhat, somewhat credible because Sheamus is trash and so is King Barrett. So, uh, <laughs> I guess collecting a couple wins on TV would have hurt them. So, uh, uh, I think it's good for them because, like I said, all of them were pretty much losers besides Del Rio. So, it's good to see them actually beat someone that's kind of credible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Del Rio and Rusev are getting better. And then Sheamus is just. They've had this guy lose, oh my god, how many times? I think the last time he won was that fucking TLC three weeks ago. I haven't seen him win a match since. It's an, it's amazing. The guy is a glorified loser. He lost to Ambrose. He lost to Reigns twice. He lost a tag team match. He lost this and that. The guy is a fucking loser. No one cares about Sheamus. Oh my god. I like Sheamus. Scott Armstrong can even help him. What was that? Scott Armstrong can even help him. You mean that damn crooked yeah, referee, yeah. Scott Armstrong? Yeah, he can even help. He can even help Sheamus win a match. <laughs> we'll get to that in the main event, but yeah, not not even that crooked referee, Scott Armstrong, could win. Could help Sheamus win a match. Um, so that that was a good match. Uh, after that, we had Heath Slater debuting his newest stable, the Social Outcasts, 
with Adam Rose, Curtis Axel, and who was the other guy? Uh, oh, Bo Dallas. Those four guys, the social outcasts, beating Dolph Ziggler. Slater did one-on-one. Then afterwards, they just kind of proclaimed this is their year, whatever. So um, shocking stuff. It was, I, I saw a lot of people online that were upset that Ziggler lost to Heath Slater. And I kind of understand it, and I like Dolph Ziggler, but it's gotten to the point where it's, I don't I don't care. You know, Dolph Ziggler has does nothing for me. The guy's a great wrestler, but after all that shit that he's been involved in for the last year and a half since Survivor Series, the awful feud with, uh, with the Authority, with Rusev, with uh, fucking Tyler Breeze, I don't care about him anymore. So I don't really care that he lost. I'm more intrigued. By Slater and whatever those guys are doing, which I don't know if it's going to really lead to anything other than like another 3MB, but at least I'm intrigued by them more than I am Dolph Ziggler. The guy's a loser at this point. He should have left the company when he had the chance over the summer. I'm surprised that he didn't uh, he didn't leave when he had the chance. But anyway, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, what were your thoughts on the match and your thoughts on this new stable of uh, social outcasts? Uh, the match wasn't anything to rant home about, but like people, like you said, people were complaining that Ziggler ate the. Finished. He was the one that jobbed, but like, what other face is going to job out? There isn't any. The mm-hmm. crowd, like, I guess the crowd cares about Ziggler, but at some point, he doesn't win. Or he's in such bad years that no one cares about him. So it's like, if anyone was going to lose, it had to be him. I don't know. And, uh, I don't know if I like the new group, but at least something for them to do. Yeah, it's some it's something different. I mean, not maybe different because we've seen it before with the job squad and with 3MB and all this other kind of stuff, but. Like you said, it gives them something to do, which they have never done. Axel hasn't been on TV in like a year since the whole Axel Mania thing went by the wayside. Bo Dallas has been on TV as a loser. Adam Rose is rarely on TV. Um, the only person they need now is Damian Sando. I was shocked he wasn't part of this stable. Um, I was very surprised because I would rather see Adam Rose. I mean, I like Adam Rose, but the guy is a loser at this point. So if they got rid of him and put in Damian Sando instead... Or Bo Dallas, who I feel like is also damaged goods. Damian Sando has something left in him, I feel like. But uh, maybe they'll do something with him eventually. I don't know. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's something. It's not even something different. It's just something, which is better than nothing, which is exactly what Ziggler has going for him right now, which is absolutely nothing. I'm sure he'll be in the Rumble. I think he's already confirmed to be in the Rumble. But um, I just, you know, and I told John this on Monday. Sorry, go ahead. You just don't care. I just, exactly. Don't care. Just don't care. I mean, I told John this on Monday, but uh, those times when he was over for... I mean, he won the world title in 2013, but even after he lost it later on that year, he was over. He was. People were still like cheering very heavily for him in late 2013, 2014. Hell, even last year. Because I feel like people held on to that hope, like this guy could become something in this company. But after seeing him just reduced to absolutely nothing... I think people have finally been convinced, like, you know what? This guy's probably never going to become world champion again. They're never going to do anything of note with him again. So I'm just not, I'm just going to stop believing and I'm not going to care. I feel like that's the point that it's gotten to because he got very little of a pop on Raw on Monday because people just don't care. So do you see any future for Ziggler where he wins the title again or anything before his contract reportedly wraps up in, in 2017? Last I don't. I think he's just gonna be like the guy that kind of puts people over. It has like I guess some credibility, I guess. Like they're gonna keep saying it, and he's a former world champion, but it comes down to the day he's probably like one of the only veterans that like hasn't done absolutely anything the last
legit hope that he's going to finally turn out and like win something. But then when it really comes down, he doesn't win anything. Yeah. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. And so, it's kind of the point where he's, where he's just he's, way too stale. He's still. not like the perfect guy to like, try to put people over, I guess. Yeah. It's not like they're beating like a, someone that's like a face that just no one cares about. At least like he has some credibility, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better like if if he beat Zack Ryder on Monday, I probably would not have cared. But because it was Dolph Ziggler, and he has that title of being a, a former world champion, despite the reign being a month long or the first one being like fifteen seconds long, <laughs> I mean, he's still a former world champion. It's like I know Jack Swagger is a former world champion too, but that guy's been a loser yeah, for ages. Like I said, that's a good example. I brought him up. If he split it, beat Jack Swagger, I could give two shit, Yeah. People have just been like, what? It, what it went over like a fart in church? What was that? Yeah, people know who Ziggler is. You know, some people still care about him, which is good. I care about Ziggler. I, I like Ziggler, but I don't care about what's next for him because they. I know they they don't really have anything in mind for him. I've kind of lost hope that they're ever going to really do anything of note with him, and it sucks. You know, like I said, he's a great wrestler, but his gimmick feels stale as all hell. Like month old bread, because the guy's not doing anything. He's been doing the same shtick since he turned babyface. He acts like a complete asshole on TV and in backstage segments. Like, oh, I'm the best in the world. I'm I'm great. Not like punk best in the world, but he's just so full of himself in every promo that he does. And that's not babyface esque at all. Like, I don't like Dolph Ziggler like that. I like him. I I like him for a great wrestler for being a great wrestler. But I don't like his character. There's nothing about him that makes me that makes anyone sympathetic towards him because he's just not a sympathetic character. You know, he's a great wrestler. That's the only reason why he got over to begin with was because he was a great, you know, he, he had great matches, but, and that's why, you know, he stole the show and whatever. But other than that, people don't buy into the character. It's the entire stick that he's been doing. Exactly. He's kind of like Booker Kingston when he was in, like, that purgatory being, like, the same thing for the yeah. longest time. The smiling Ghana West African competitor. That's it. That's all he was. Never, like, he was good, but like, it never changed for three years. So why should people care? And when he finally tired act. Yep. And when he finally switched it up, turned that turned that dial up about ten beaters, he became the most overact in the entire company. He is the most overact in the entire company, along with Big E and Xavier Woods. Yep. This is what he's got to do. He's just got to evolve. So um, hopefully, hopefully he does that at some point. But um, after that, we had Jericho returning during the New Day countdown, which was pretty cool. There was a spoiler earlier on in the day that said he was coming back. I did not read it. I saw the headline. It said huge spoiler on tonight's Raw, and I did not read it. So I was genuinely shocked when he showed up, which was pretty cool. Um, the promo was like his 99 promo all over again, which he admitted to, which is fine. Like his kind of best of hits. The people liked it. He announced his participation in the Royal Rumble match. Add some star power. And Jericho doesn't come back for nothing. After the Fandango shit from like three years ago, which went nowhere, I think Jericho is like, you know what? I'm only going to come back when I feel it's right and when I feel like there's something I can kind of sink my teeth into, like the Wyatt stuff in last year with um, when he came back for the night, one night with the Shield, which I still say is leading to something. I mean, he could always be in the Rumble. I know people are like, oh, why is he back as a babyface despite what happened when he was last year on TV? Just wait, people. He's not going to be back for just the Rumble. I'm sure he's going to be back for a while. He'll be back until WrestleMania. So I feel like it's building to that. He'll toss Ambrose from the Rumble, and we'll get that match at WrestleMania, I'm sure. So um, and I think it's great. It's a great little, it's a great little hook for the Rumble match for Jericho to be in it. I don't expect him to win, but um, it's great they're finally doing something. I mean, he, he always does something of note when he's back for the most part, but 
Um, it's great. They're adding some star power to the now championship on the line Rumble match. So any thoughts on Chris Jericho's return on Monday's Raw? Um, we're going to see Y2J return, but like I said, he's not returning to just job out to someone and like waste his time. Like That whole Fondango shit was awful. Did nothing for either guy, really. Chris Fondango was terrible, and he still is. <laughs> yep. Um, I can still see what like, you're saying. Have a team throw, or Jericho throw a team, or do the other way, have a team throw Jericho, and Jericho does the old jump in and throw him out. Yep. Like, I know, I just said how dumb it is, but WWE still is not correct to that rule, so I can still see that, like, he's thrown out, like, kind of, like, looks like he's playing off pretty good, like, oh, like, like, you beat me, and then, like, right when he turns around, just flies in the ring and just beats the living shit out of him. I like it. That's, I that's how you that's how you pull the trigger with uh, Jericho's heel turn in the Rumble. Right, exactly. I just I don't like it, but it's what they'll probably do. <laughs> exactly, it makes no sense, which means which is why WWE would probably do. I mean, the the fact that he would attack it makes sense, but the way that it happens when he goes back in the Rumble and goes back to eliminate him, it's so dumb. But WWE's done it for so long now that I just kind of accepted it. Like it's like something I expect to happen in every Rumble because they do it all the time. So <laughs> they'll probably do that, but um, either way, I expect something to happen with that feud because otherwise, again, unless he's coming back, he's he's not coming back for a paycheck because people are like, oh, why is he back again? I mean, if he wanted to come back for a paycheck, he just does house shows all of last year with the exception of that one appearance um, with the Shield guys against the Wyatt family Night of Champions. He just came back to do house shows in the winter, in the spring, in the summer, and that was it. He was gone after that. He never made one TV appearance with the exception of Night of Champions. And they asked him to be in the Rumble match last year. They asked him to be in it as a surprise entrant, and he said no. So otherwise, if they asked him to be in this Rumble and he said, you know, and he said yes, obviously it's for a good reason, and they have a plan for him at WrestleMania. So I'm expecting it to be something with Ambrose. I don't know where else he fits in. Maybe uh, Lionheart and uh, Phenomenal One would be nice, but I don't think that's the plan. Otherwise, you know, that's not even official yet. So I don't think that's the plan, but uh, that'd be pretty sweet too. So I expect something to happen with that at the Royal Rumble. So after that, we had a six-man tag team match. New Day taking on Kalisto and Dudley Boys. A rematch from SmackDown from the week earlier. Good match though. New Day wins. And uh, the only thing that really stood out for me from this match was that Kalisto is a star waiting to be born. I mean, we've been saying this forever now, but this guy, I, like you said in, your, in your, your bold predictions article for Next Era last week, this guy is going to be a star in 2016. I think it's going to come in the form of a, of a mid-card championship at some point. Yeah, I think he's, he's been, like you were saying right when he debuted, that he had the chance to be a breakout star in his own. But I think him being with the car kind of got him like that exposure that he needs. Instead of kind of just like pushing him as a singles guy and people really not knowing about him, putting him in the tag team can like help get him some notoriety and exposure in the, the WWE Universe. But now, Sinkar out, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, I think. They really need to just put their eggs in that one basket, have him win. I don't know if they, I think probably the U.S. title, they probably have him go out to Del Rio. Maybe, like, Del Rio lose, but Kalisa kind of passing out, like, Latino star towards against him. Then maybe when Sinkar comes back, maybe do a few between them two. You know, people give a shoot at Sinkar in some way, like, officially <laughs> them up. Like, they need to officially split them up, so, like, maybe, like, he's jealous that since Sikar was out and hurt, like, Kalisa was having all the success, so he's jealous that, you know, like, he's not getting all the notoriety, and that he never really did. 
they make the tight end too cute. Please don't beat them. They give uh, Sin Cara's uh, pink slip, and then uh <laughs> goes out by himself. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You could probably do... Just... Sure times in a year, and it's mad for a couple of years. I'm <laughs> getting mad. Hopefully. He's got to go through Lucha Underground first. Yeah, I know. He, oh, you know, you know what he could say. You know what Kalisto could say, or uh, yeah, you know what Kalisto could say when Rey Mysterio comes back. What? He, he could say, "Rey Mysterio, you are my master." And the coach swung their hands up. No. <laughs> I, I could just, I could, I'm just waiting for that day to come. Probably in like 2018, because uh, Rey Mysterio is, I you think, silent. Oh my, what's going on? <laughs> What? Why is? What is this a reference to? I don't. I don't. I don't watch Lucha Underground. I don't watch that wrestling. What? What is going on? <laughs> I can see it happening though. I would love to see that happen. But uh, anyway, yeah, Kalisto. This is gonna be his year. I feel like. And like you said, no better time to split this guy off on his own than right now. Sin is injured. It's, it's a blessing in disguise for Kalisto. Sin Cara's damaged goods. He has been for five years now. Since the day he showed up, he's been damaged goods. Kalisto, is, uh, his promo skills leave a lot to be desired, but that can be improved over time. Rey Mysterio was never the greatest talker, so you don't have to get over just on Mike's skills alone. He's no, he's no rock, and he doesn't need to be. That guy's a great wrestler. So, um, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, like I said, he's a mid-card guy at best, so it's not like you need the mic to get him way over. Exactly, yeah. yeah I mean, if he, just the lucha stuff alone, the, the just being a Latino star and the masks and stuff, He's going to get over just by that alone. So um, maybe you could do something similar to Eddie and Chavo from, I think it was 04, when Eddie and Chavo split up. They did the match between them at the Rumble, and then the very next month, he went on to win the world title. And I'm not suggesting that Kalista win the world title, but if Sin Cara's cleared by February, maybe you could do that match at Fastlane. You can have Sin Cara turn on Kalisto. It might be a little rushed, um, depending on when he's cleared to go, but... You could do a match between them at Fastlane and then build up Kalisto against, uh, for a match with Del Rio for the U.S. title at WrestleMania, which would be cool. Again, could, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Or you could have like, Kalisto toss uh, the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He's still tagged. They have like, that dissension. Like, kind of like Eddie Chava did. Like, they, kinda, like, they were all on the same page, I guess. Then eventually, some cards turned fully. Yep. And they can do that blow-off match at Fastlane. And then they could have Kalisto go after the U.S. title at WrestleMania. I could see that. Like I said earlier, I don't know if Del Rio, the chances of him defending the title at WrestleMania in a one-on-one match are very slim. It's, good, though, it's like in Texas, kind of like near like, like Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Like like, you know, live in that, like the southern region of the United States, so I like, can like, kind of like hopefully pull that demographic in. No, that's a good point, actually. If there's any if there's any place where people will care about a Del Rio title defense or a, a Kalisto-Del Rio match, it's there. You know, I feel like you're absolutely yeah. right. That's a great demographic. For um for a match like that, so even if it's on the pre-show, which I imagine it would be, um that would be a great match for WrestleMania. Del Rio Kalista. Memorial. <laughs> uh, you, you could scrap that. That's a piece of shit. of Big Show won it last year. That's not even relevant anymore. Come on, he's the world's greatest athlete. <laughs> oh God, I cringed when he came back last week. I was like, ah, Heath Slater got a nice pop. Oh, that was that was brutal. I was like, oh, you got to be joking. Terrible, but uh. We'll see who wins that this year. Maybe it could be uh could be Kalisto. Imagine that. That'd be sweet. Be amazing. Lou, cha, Lou, cha. I'll be a, one of the uh, hundred thousand people in the Arlington uh, Arlington Stadium. I'm taking my, my my flight down to Texas the night before WrestleMania. I already got my tickets. AG Styles confirmed for WrestleMania, so I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sounds good. So we got our main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Roman Reigns defending against Sheamus with Mr. McMahon as the special guest referee. Good match. Nice intrigue. McMahon, predictably enough. I mean, putting aside all the little nitpicks about Vince, you know, saying, oh, there's no DQs, no interference from, you know, the League of Nations, but he wanted to screw over Reigns anyway, so it made no sense. Whatever, people. There's a lot of people complaining about that. Just whatever. It's kind of the point where I just don't care. I know it's, it's bothersome to some people, and it is to me to an extent, but at this point, I just don't care. So putting that aside, the match was good. The intrigue was good. There were a couple points where I thought Sheamus might win when he hit the bro kick and uh, Scott Armstrong came in. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to give him back the belt. And he kicked out, thank God, and he ended up winning. But uh, that was a great touch to have that damn crooked referee, Scott Armstrong, come on down for the first time, I think. And John and I were talking about this. I think that was the first time he's been. That's what John said. But I think the last time he was on TV was Survivor Series. Remember that from that year when Sting debuted? And that was might have been the last time. WrestleMania, then Survivor Series. And that was a year and a half ago. It's just crazy. The guy's a writer for NXT, so I think that's why I like him. Because I didn't break ground and see him in like, the meetings and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's probably what it is. He's probably uh, an official or something down but in NXT. Stuff, so they don't bring him back too often. Like, they kind of bring him back in the perfect time. Yeah, they brought him back. That was the perfect time to bring him back. It was a great swerve. Reigns won in the end. He knocks out McMahon. Knocks out Scott Armstrong. Went on to retain the title. And then afterward, like we said, it was announced for the Rumble that the Rumble match, for the first time since 1992, the gold will be up for grabs for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So that was a big announcement. Um, but before we get to that, we already kind of talked about it. But what were your thoughts on the main event itself between Sheamus and Roman Reigns? Well, the main event was good. Like I said, they had, I thought like at the very end, Sheamus was going to win. I'm like, oh, God, and he get the title back to him. <laughs> when he hit the broke kick and Scott Armstrong came down. But um, like I said I thought the ending sequence was really good. Have Roman Reigns win, then Vince telling him like, you know what, you're gonna be defending in the Royal Rumble. That's a great turn, like a good swerve, and a lot of intrigue in the WWE now. Like that's pretty much what's gonna sell this pay view. I don't blame him. Like everyone wants to see like the first time ever. Technically, like the title wasn't on, like defended on the 1992 one. Like there was a vacant, so like someone was gonna win. Now it's like the first ever someone will defend it in the match. So. It'll be interesting to see, like, is Roman Reigns going to be number one? Is he going to be 30, which would make no sense if he was 30, but, you know, WWE would make more sense for them. Yeah. Like, I think it makes sense if he would be number one, he's defending it, and, like, they're trying to put the odds against him. If he's even at 30 or, like, halfway through, it would make no sense, but... Yeah. More sense makes more sense to WWE, so... It'll be interesting to see if they do with him, but, um... I can still see them doing, like, Reigns and Big Show one, too. I'm not even lying. But they think Big Show is, like, a big deal, but... <laughs> That'd be good, because hopefully they throw a big show out really early. Exactly. I could very well see them being the first two entrants, but uh, Reigns should be the first entrant. He should have been the first entrant last year when he won it. Um, having him come in so late would make no sense. It would defeat the purpose of, you know, McMahon stacking the odds against him. Making it last a while. Then Triple H comes in. He clotheslines him over. And then everyone who hates the authority would throw over Triple H. You know, that would be cool to see. So um, I could very well see that happening. There's a lot of different yeah, scenarios, sure. you know? It would make no sense if he came out, like, 28 or, like, in the 20s. Yeah, that late in the match, it would just be dumb. It would make, you know, again, makes no sense, or WWE would probably do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it would just defeat the purpose of the Rumble. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, possibilities to go with, with Lesnar coming back. I still say Lesnar wins the belt. You know, they could always give it to Cena. But Cena hasn't even been on TV. So, oh, you know what? 
you know, there there is that chance. There's always going to be that chance that Cena wins. But I'm thinking right now, because the next title he wins, he ties Ric Flair with 16 world title wins, okay? And the last person to win the Rumble for the title was Ric Flair. So I guess it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I just don't want to see John Cena with the title going into WrestleMania unless he defends against AJ Styles or, like, fucking Undertaker or something like that. I just don't want to see him as champion going into WrestleMania. There's just no point. There's so many other fresh faces they can go with. Well, it'll uh, be like the third time that he won a Royal Rumble, and I don't want to see that again. Exactly. I don't want to. Austin, Austin, like, God, bring every record out of it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't. The most, most 30 guys over, too, so you can get the most in the elimination and the match and most ever, and, my like, God, oh. Just give him every single record available. Just have Cena break every record known to man. He's been the money in the bank for a few more times. So. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, hopefully not, though. I'm hoping he's not going to win. But uh, there's definitely that possibility Lesnar might win. Reigns, Triple H, Jericho, Owens, Ambrose. There's a lot of... He's Slater. He's Slater. AJ Styles. Nakamura. I don't care. CJ Miles, I mean. He's kind of all that's CJ Miles. Get ready to accelerate. Oh my God! It's AJ Miles. Oh my God! I can't wait. Um, get get your doors All ready. Right. Call up Home Depot. The the windows will be broken. They're on standby. Don't worry. Get <laughs> get ready oh. to fly through the windows. I would die if they just. Oh, I just see it right now, and I'm like dying. Oh, I'm dying. All of a sudden it goes thirty. There's a decent amount of people still in the ring when it happens, and we literally that music hits, and he just comes out with the hood on and oh. gloves. And it's like the four in like sparkly gold pirate. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh. I can't the even crowd, imagine. Like it's in Orlando with the impact on was. The crowd would blow up. The crowd would go crazy. Uh, there's no there's no way. I mean, there's no way the crowd wouldn't react, especially in Orlando. But I I've had like, <laughs> They just boo AJ Styles. The go back. <laughs> we were expecting Big Show, boo. Because he's from Tampa, I think, too, so he's the hometown boy. Oh, God. Dear Lord. I was telling John the other day, I don't know if it's very, uh, if many people would be pleased to see it happen, but I could see, you know, I don't I don't think it will happen, but it would be cool if uh, Batista made a return in the Rumble, and he came in and he confronted Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is alone in the ring, Batista comes back, and it's like a repeat of the Rumble from a couple years ago, from 2014, then Triple H is already in the ring. Maybe Reigns and Triple H are going out of Batista comes out. And Batista's about to take out Reigns, but he takes out Triple H instead because the last time he was here, he quit the authority. And he wants to face him at WrestleMania, you know? So a Batista-Triple H match at WrestleMania would be cool. I feel like, it'd be Rain- I feel like it's going to be Reigns and Triple H, but Batista and Triple H would be nice too. Um, there's a lot of places, you know, a lot, a lot of routes they can go with. I don't know what the Rock's like rolling out. He said he's going to be there, but that doesn't like He's like, yeah. is he wrestling? Is he the guest host? Is he... Yeah, exactly. I feel like he'll just be there to make an appearance. But, you know, he, he said he will be there. He could be working in the concession stand for all we know. He just said he will be in AT&T <laughs> Stadium. He could be an usher. Who knows? <laughs> is, that, is that Dwayne Johnson? Is that the, is that the star of St. Andreas? Taking us to the ring. Is that the star of the Tooth Fairy? Taking us to our seats in AT&T Stadium. I, I can see it now. He's going to be taking me to my seat because I'll be 100,000 when I buy my tickets. I don't know when I'll buy them, but I will buy my tickets to Arlington just to see AJ. Then I'll leave. I, I don't care about the main event. I just want to see AJ. Yeah, I'm not going to see AJ. I'm going to 
that's gonna be great. I feel like this WrestleMania can't flop. If it does, I'll. No. <laughs> I'll be mad. Thirty and thirty-one were both great. So thirty-two better continue this strong streak of uh, great WrestleManias and Rumble too. We haven't had a. Uh, a satisfying Royal Rumble. The 2013... I'll ask you this. What did you think of the 2013 Rumble? I liked it, but I didn't like Cena winning. I liked it, but I like Cena winning, really. Yeah, I thought it was a like, good Rumble. I, I feel like back then, those Rumbles, like... There's so many jobbers that, like, you knew... And, like, it was just so narrowed down to who's going to, like... Before, it was narrowed down to who would probably win, and then, like, that first won. Like, yeah. the one point both. Like, the only ones that really, like, could have won are Orton, Sheamus, and Jericho, and Sheamus won. Yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Terrible like, Rumble. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that, hey, if it could happen to Cena, could it happen to Rollins? No, ACL's too bad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But, I, I you know, I, I tweeted a couple months ago... That are last month or something that um his music hits like oh my god Seth Rollins what a recovery he's back now comes like J and J security or something like that how awesome <laughs> would that be I can that'd see it now. that'd be awesome there's a, there's a lot of potential possibilities for this Royal Rumble um in terms of returns and surprises it's for the title so I don't care if fucking Adam Rose wins as long as it's for the title I'm pumped where I think it's really good I think they got some lost stories. Exactly. I would love to see that. Dancing in the middle of the ring. Brodus Clay and Sweet Tea. Yeah. They have to set the stage for WrestleMania early and get all those matches ready so people will be buying their tickets. They want to sell out this show. and they need to, If they're going to do that, they need to set in stone their plans now. It can't be like WrestleMania 30 or 31 where they confirm all the matches like a couple weeks ahead of time. It needs to be known by like Royal Rumble time that what we're getting is this match, this match, and this match. And even the losers that are going to be in the Rumble, too, like the Heath Slaters, the Adam Roses. What I like about their faction on Monday, more so than anything else, they have a story. They have a story going into the Rumble. You know, it's not just some random losers. Remember, like, New Day was in the Rumble last year? They got booed out of the building, and no one gave a shit about them. And no one gave a shit about those guys when they came out. So at least now, Heath Slater, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel, they'll band together, no pun intended, and then try to win the Rumble for themselves. So they're not going to win. But, I mean, at least they have something going on. So, there's yeah, a lot of... Like, they have, like, a purpose, like I said. Exactly. They have, like, a bunch of random people, like, they have facts that actually It's going to mean something. At least they have something going on around this time around. And even what I'm more excited for in the Rumble than anything else, including AJ Styles, is how Kofi Kingston eliminates, or avoids elimination again. I'll say, she's done, like, everything out of the Especially with New Day, I can only imagine how creative those guys are gonna get. I can, I can start seeing like on a USI, but 
So I don't know why the unicycle's stuck in my head right now. <laughs> I could see Kofi riding unicycle to the ring and then jumping back on it or something like that. That'd be insane. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Ho- hopefully New Day wins the Rumble. Hopefully Cole and JPL and uh, Byron Saxon are going to run Rumble. I, remember, I don't know what year it was. I think it was 2012. They it was 2012, there, right? yeah. All three of the commentators. Oh my God, I don't know if Oh, Karma being Karma back to school. The, the, the surprises were nice. Cool. Yeah. Karma was cool. Road Dog was cool. But the commentators, Cole was, oh, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I'm so glad I didn't waste 60 bucks in this pay-per-view. This was awful. Terrible. Oh, my God. And, and I wasn't happy about Sheamus winning either. I mean, I, it was something I didn't expect it. But the story was there with Jericho. He should have won that year because he has yet to win. He probably will never win. But, uh. Anyway, so uh, 2015 or 2016, rather, will be a great Royal Rumble. We're only six days into 2016, and it's already, like, my favorite year in wrestling. Like, already. Yeah, it's starting on fire already. Like I said, Raleigh's good. There's rumors of AJ Styles and those guys coming in. It's like the possibilities for Royal Rumble. WrestleMania are, like, endless right now. And as a wrestling fan, like, especially just wanting to see AJ Styles and WWE, it's, like, getting, like, over the top of trading Exactly. Like, if he did use that shirt who's on WWE shop, I would probably buy it. <laughs> buy it. Take my money. Take, take my, my fucking money, Vince. Take take my pistols. Take my pistols. Hopefully he's not a dick and needs 40 pesos instead of 39. <laughs> like, great day, like, greatest fan, you're the greatest. Can I take a picture? 40 pesos. I only have 39. Late. <laughs> Stupid Mark, get out of here. <laughs> love your work at TNA. Whoa, whoa, we don't mention it. <laughs> Loved your matches and, and fortune and with Bobby Roode with James Storm in that um in that company that you worked for here in Orlando. You know, I thought it was great, it was awesome, I love it. You're the best. You're you're the greatest ever. Yeah, yeah, it probably won't be that. Like like Joe's music too, but Joe's music is great. They finally gave him great music, so I'm hoping they get something great for AJ. And oh, I started laughing my ass off yesterday. It's getting so excited when you texted me the thing about what you said earlier about the pyro coming down. It's just raining the pyro. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop it. The guy would be a fucking star if he... I don't even care if he gets tossed down in two seconds. If he just showed up in the Rumble alone. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. They got to treat this guy like a star, too. Yeah, they might. They might. I mean, it's funny because that was his most notable theme song they had in TNA. But he also had another one that is towards the end of his run. He was using Evil Ways by some band or something that he was using when he was a heel. And he was doing all the whole dark character. And... Um, it was a great song, and I think WWE used it for like one of their video packages, so they could buy the rights to that song, and the song they use in Ring of Honor, too, is a legitimate song, so maybe they can buy the rights to it. I mean, the the, the, the Get Ready to Fly might be a TNA song. It might be, a, uh, um, like you know, like the Jim Johnson of TNA. He might have made that. I don't know, but... Uh, just throw them, come on, bitch, throw them some money. They need the money. <laughs> throw, them, like, throw them an ad on TV or something. Come on, they need the song. Exactly. Like, make, make them all like 20 times better. They need the pesos. They need the pesos. I could oh, definitely God, see them. Oh, it'd be amazing. I, when we met AJ, I met AJ about a year and a half ago. Great guy, and that's what I was doing. Loved your matches in, in TNA, in, in Smoky Mountain, in, in, in Fortune, in New Japan, in CZW, here in Northeast Wrestling. You're the greatest. I love you. We have the same birthday. You're the greatest ever. I'm your biggest fan. 
you're the best ever. You're great. He's like, so 40 bucks. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Del Rio. Styles was cool. Styles, I got to talk to you for a while. He's like, how old are you, kid? I'm like, uh, at that time, I think I was, I was 19 or no, I might've turned 18. No, I was 19. I go, uh, I'm 19, sir. And he goes, damn, I'm 36. He's like, damn, I'm that much older than you. I'm like, yeah, but you're the fucking greatest of all time. Go to WWE. <laughs> That's what I did to Ryback when I interviewed him the other day. I'm like, Ryback, you're the greatest. Love your work in NXT. As Skip Sheffield, as Yep, 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 what to do. As Ryback, feed me more. Love you in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You're the greatest ever. Love you as the cyborg in FCW. Tough enough. You are great. Awesome. You're the best ever. And he's like, I wasn't in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But I'm like, oh, but you're so great anyway. And I go, and he said, but didn't you call Bill Goldberg your favorite wrestler of all time? And I said, no, I lied to him. You know, I, I was just kidding. You're, you're my favorite ever. You're, you're the greatest. I, I love you. Please uh, sign everything. You're the greatest. Uh, you're the best ever, ever, ever. He's like, so you can ask a question or what? And I said, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, my question was, I just want to say you're the greatest ever. And I love you. You're the best. <laughs> Didn't you say to Bill Goldberg that you called the Ryback a Goldberg ripoff? No, 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 of course not. I didn't say that. No, of course not. You're, you're the greatest ever, 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 ever. You're the best, and you're my favorite. I, I lied. Bill Goldberg, I hope uh, if you hear this, I wasn't lying. I'm just kidding. You're both great. I love you both. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for to go back to school for that rumble. Oh, less than three weeks away, brother. I'm excited. 2016 is here. The first WrestleRant radio of the new year. It's amazing. Six days in. Not even a full fucking weekend this year. And I'm already pumped for what this year has in store. And I thought 2015 was great. 2016 is shaping up to be even better. But um, before we go off the air, though, of course, the obligatory Seamus plugs, your new articles, Twitter, MySpace, AM, Gmail, where people can email you, send you some snail mail, anything. Where, where can the people find you, RJ? And that's it. Check out the new article. AJ Styles coming to WWE. RJ's two cents will be up probably by the time this podcast goes up. Check it out, people. Get ready to fly through a window. Come January 24th. If you hear some Mark screaming at the top of his lungs, if you if you look out your window and hear somebody screaming at the top of their lungs, it's probably me on the other side of the world just screaming my fucking head off that AJ Styles finally came to WWE. So get ready to fly through a window. January 24th. We'll talk all about it. Our first episode back on campus January 26th, if we can do it, I don't know, I might be uh, might be busy with Total Divas, because Total Divas comes back in two weeks, which I'm also excited for, oh my god, I'm, I'm ready for 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great, I'm looking forward to Total Divas, Rumble, NXT, uh, TNA and Pop TV was alright, but I'm looking forward to the Rumble, it's going to be great. So anyway guys, as always, thank you for listening, thank you for checking out the show, nextairwrestling.net, new episodes are up every single day. Tuesday, find me in the WrestleRant on the Twitter, on Facebook, Graham G.S. Matthews on everything. And that's about it. Have a happy, safe, and healthy 2016. We will catch you down the road. RJ, great talking to you. And I'll see you on the 24th, brother. See you, man. I'll catch you soon. See you later.